Welcome to the Feminine Mistake Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Nicole, and today I'm joined by Hillary, Sarah, and Jackie. On today's episode, we premiere our rebooted Lady Bits segment. Each month, we'll tackle an issue or topic related to women in film. Let's get into it. Oh, you men are all alike. Seven or eight quick ones and you're off with the boys to boast and brag. You better keep your mouth shut. Yes, we've got Jackie back. This is um, our new Lady Bits episode. So if you guys have been listening to the show before, Lady Bits used to be sort of a hodgepodge of things that we talked about related to the film. And we're shaking things up a little bit. So on today's Lady Bits, we're actually going to tackle a topic about women in film. And of course, now we record the month prior to when these episodes come out. So we're going to be talking about a topic that may not be hot button news, but I think we're going to approach sort of the larger Excuse me, that was my pizza rolls coming back. Um, we're gonna hey <laughs> welcome back, welcome back, pizza rolls. Um, so we're gonna be a, sort of approaching not just the topic excel- itself, but sort of a broader look at that topic. So uh, today we're gonna be talking about the uh, Uma Thurman, Quentin Tarantino. I mean, actually, there's like a whole there's a whole cavalcade of issues. Thing. He's on a, at this he's a problematic person at this moment in time. He's kind on. of on his apology tour. Yeah. At the time of this recording. Is he recording. the apology tour? Is he though? Um, I mean, I he's got, there's a lot of articles about, I mean, he's apologizing. Okay, we'll get into that. We'll get, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Mm. Um, so uh, the, t- Sarah doesn't know anything about know this. nothing. So we're going to explain. I haven't read uh, anything. Well, we're going to explain. Because I know a little bit, but I don't know okay. everything. So. So first of all, I just want to say that I, again, and I think this is a good topic for this because the movie we talked about takes place in the 90s and quentin tarantino's rocket ship to to uh auteurship happened well i i think he's had a pretty uh a solid career since then but i mean pulp fiction was the Mm -hmm. jumping off point for him which of course came out in the 90s and starred uma thurman so uh quentin tarantino i can remember people in high school standing on tables and reciting the whole honey bunny you know bitch be cool whole thing yeah you know, that was yeah. like a common. And then everybody was memorizing Samuel Jackson's like Ezekiel speech. Like mm-hmm. this was legit something that yeah. happened regularly. The Bible verse he made up, you mean? Yeah, no, that's not a real Bible verse. Um, But people would like recite like they were it was a it was a huge part of the zeitgeist. In the yeah. Um, yes. And I think that they are really good films. They're excellent. They're I, great. Yeah. They're well written films. I do just want to ask, is anyone uh, reenacting the the scene from the Pulp Fiction? You know, oh, that what, you know, of with the ball gag and Bruce. Oh, Lewis and all no, that. Was not that, that I know. But you didn't see that in the lunchroom. I didn't see that in the lunchroom. <laughs> there were a lot of people who wanted to go medieval on someone's ass, though. Oh, oh OK. That was That's where that came from. Like, yeah. I heard yeah. that phrase my whole life. Yeah. And then I saw it. I saw that movie like last year. Are you the asking first me if somebody time. was. And anally and I, raping someone in the lunchroom? Yes, yes. Okay. So I'm asking, with a ball yeah, gag. Yeah, with a bag, you know? ball gag. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then my dad was like, that's where that phrase comes from. And I was like, wow. Um. So I've always, look, first of all, finding out that Quentin Tarantino is a shady character is not surprising. It's not nope. surprising. No, I was, no, no, no. I was no. it's not like surprised. your weird Uncle Kurt that you're like, oh yeah, no, that guy's fucked up. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like, it's not yeah, you're surprising. Like, oh, yeah. Kurt's but a good name, though. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. <laughs> I'm just gonna say Kurt's a good name. It's my boyfriend's name. Oh shit! Oh. <laughs> Sorry, your Kurt. weird uncle Steve. <laughs> your uncle Steve. Yes, Steve. 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 Yeah, Steve. We'll go with Steve. Steve. Not Kurt. Let's at go all. with Steve. Kurt's a normal person. Um, so I feel like 
Quentin Tarantino <laughs> certainly shaped my uh, I, emergence as a filmmaker, mm-hmm. as did a lot of people. Sure. And so many, yeah. in fact, that when I was teaching film, there were quite a bit of bad Tarantino wannabes yeah. uh, trying to be Quentin Tarantino in a lot of the films that I was grading um, yep. at, as my time in the teacher. So let me just say that. Okay, so here's the here's the deal. So uh, recently, of course, there's been all this stuff coming out about Harvey Weinstein and, and Quentin Tarantino worked with Weinstein on all of his films uh, until the recent one. He's now taken that to Sony, I believe. There's a movie coming out uh, taking place around the time of the Manson murders, but not necessarily not about, about the Manson murders. The Manson murders. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's now taken that to Sony. Okay. Um, so Quentin Tarantino already came out and said, yes, I heard about White. Her- I knew what was going on with Harvey Weinstein. Everybody did. I could have done something. I didn't. I regret that. So that that happened. Okay. Then uh, a cup like about a week or two ago. Yeah, it was very recent. Uh, uh, what was the name of the writer? Was it Maureen Dowd? I think it was Mary Dowd. Okay. I'm, was Maureen or Mary? Wait, I'm, I actually do have it written you, here somewhere, I think. I'm pretty sure it was Mary, but I okay. could be wrong. It was the same woman who covered... Uh, Monica Lewinsky okay. uh, back in the day. and that that's, Yeah, you've got something to say about that. Well, part of it is, uh, like, I was listening to a really great podcast called Keep It, who was talking about this issue and, like, how these events sort of came to light and how the writer, like, it's, it's important that we have a writer who is going to tell you the facts but also be sympathetic to the person. And, like, you can't fault Uma Thurman for who she felt comfortable coming out to. Mm -hmm. But this particular writer has been known for ruining women who have come out. And, like, Mm -hmm. that's one of the things that she's known for with Monica Lewinsky is that originally she was like, I'm not going to let anyone else cover her. Like, this poor girl, I need to protect her, blah, blah, blah. And then she was the first person to, like, call her fat and, like, accuse her of So are we now worried she's going to turn on Uma Thurman? Is that kind of the Um, implication? I don't think so. I think it's just, like, her integrity as a writer about women's issues is kind of compromised. Okay. Um, So she's not an unreliable narrator. How old is she if she was covering mom? Monica Lewinsky I don't know okay I don't know um but Uma Thurman has obviously like been angry about this for a while too I mean because there was that video of her on the red carpet several months ago as well when they asked her about it and she was just like about Harvey Weinstein she's like she was like I can't I can't speak when I'm angry right and when I'm not angry I will say what I have to say right and And it was like this was coming out fire in her eyes oh yeah fire in her fucking eyes I think she sort of spoke for a lot of women at that time but um so that was the the controversy with the writer that right who wrote the article. Um, so this article came out. The title of the article was "Why Uma Is Angry," mm-hmm. um, and the bulk of the article was her talking about Harvey Weinstein and the you know like how uh, that he had assaulted her and that he had you know tried to make a pass at her multiple times. He assaulted her. He actually held her down and some really horrible shit. Yeah. Um. She, how she brought this up to other people and they kind of swept it under the rug as seems to be the case with a lot of that stuff and how by the time they got to making Kill Bill which was this movie that at the time I mean I saw that movie multiple times in the theater mm-hmm. that movie was one of the reasons that I decided to go to film school um, I was like wow look at this badass female character mm-hmm. on screen this is fucking great um, that movie was build as like a partnership between them but they had come up with the story together that they were almost like working on this thing Tarantino and Uma were like mm-hmm. tight partners working right. on this shit together they'd come up with a story together right 
Um, and, uh, so in the article, she also says that, um, so there's all this stuff about Harvey Weinstein and we're reading it and you're like, oh, this is fucking horrible. And like, I, this is exactly what I expected. And I would, but what I was not expecting was this story about on the set of Kill Bill that she had to drive this old car they had modified. There was a stick shift car. They modified it to be an automatic, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, she says that she was told by the car, the pers- people who provided the car that the car was fucking wonky. And she was like, I want a stunt driver. I don't want to drive this car. I don't mm-hmm. feel safe. And she says that uh, Quentin Tarantino was adamant she was going to drive this car and mm-hmm. it was like through kind of it wasn't on a road it was it like was in a, a dirt fucking road. dirt road it was a dirt road and she yeah. crashed it into a palm tree she mm-hmm. crashed into a palm tree she was told by quentin that it was safe and that mm-hmm. he had tried it and that everything it's not a stunt and you know and basically kind of like trust me and 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 let's just do this and he all and i also remember him say, her saying in the article that she says he said now make sure you get the car up to 40 45 so your hair whips around because if you don't, I'm gonna we're gonna go back and I'm gonna make you do it again. Yeah. And she says that the car crashed. She, has, she says she has permanent neck problems yeah. and knee mm-hmm. damage, and that she it broke their trust. A concussion. Yeah. Too. Yeah. She suffered a concussion in the injury in the crash. Right. Um, um, yeah. She says that it broke their trust. She says she mm-hmm. didn't feel like a partner anymore. She feel, felt like the studio immediately covered it up. She wanted to see the footage. They, they wouldn't, wouldn't give her the footage. Give her the footage. Yeah. Even though there was footage of it, they wouldn't give it to her. And then right, because they were filming. On top right. of that, Quentin Tarantino told the stunt coordinator to stay home that day. There was no stunt coordinator on set that day. And the stunt coordinator for Kill Bill has come out and said, I was told to stay wow. home. Wow. Well, that's interesting because that's not what he says in this art uh, deadline article. It was one that I read th- the other yeah. day, actually. I tweeted yeah. it from the Critical Crop Top account. But he says he, he was told to stay home that day. Um, that's terrible. Yeah. So now she says to try to get the footage, try to get the footage. Finally, 15 years later, she was able to get the footage. And um, I've seen it. Yeah. And you've seen it. I don't think you, you've not seen it. You've I not seen, seen it. it. Um, it's upsetting. Yeah. I mean, she's driving this car. You see her lose control of the car and, and hit a palm tree. And she's like laying there. She obviously looks out of it. Mm-hmm. You see Quentin Tarantino come up. He seems How very she concerned. Laying there? Is she not in the car? She's in, she's in the car. It's but a she, like, fucking it, convertible. Yeah, it's a convertible. She could have been like decapitated. That's yeah. the thing is like the stunt. She's dry, not wearing a fucking helmet. The said it was like it, it was a possible decapitation. And they were like if the if in the crash the camera that was placed directly behind her had come loose in the crash. It could have yeah. killed her. Or if the car had rolled. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's an old ass car that's a convertible. Mm-hmm. Also... I don't know what all the shots were they had planned, but the fucking one that in particular is from behind. Yeah. There is literally no reason not to have a stunt person drive that car. Yep, right. You couldn't even see her face. So, um, but then the footage, he's like, like Quentin Tarantino comes up, he's like rubbing her back and like brings her some water and they have to lift her out of the car mm-hmm. and like carry her away. Um, I mean, you can tell that he's concerned yeah. You know, he's not just like, go oh, fuck you. But, you know, like he, he obviously seems upset. Right. But, you know, it was his choice to do this, you know. Yeah. But also, like, where was the production manager? Like, where right, was yeah. the AD? Like, mm-hmm. did no like did no one else go, maybe? We should yeah. have 
the that's stunt part coordinator of their, here. Like, that's, yeah, I don't know. Well, in the article that I read too, they talked about how it's the onus is on the actor to report it to um, Equity or SAG. It's mm-hmm. there. It's no one else's job on set. Like, it's their job to say this is unsafe, blah, blah, blah. But, like, if the actor's not comfortable with it, it's their job to be, like, no and report it to the union. Mm. It's no one else's job. I mean, I feel like, to me, when I'm... And, again, like, we work on a lot of small stuff, you know, together. We do a lot of indie stuff. But when I'm ADing on someone's set, like, I feel responsible for people's safety. I know. I I agree. And and, and I feel like I would want to step in and say... I mean, again, this is a small set, but I feel like the the above-the-line people are kind of responsible, too. Like, no matter what Mm -hmm. the chain of command responsibility is. Do you think it was a matter of if you question Quentin kind of thing. I kind and I want to get to that and we're going to get to that in a second but yes I do think that that's part of the problem so let me get I guess get through the rest of the story but so she eventually got the footage it's now you can see it it's on reddit it's everywhere um and uh what people mostly focused on in the article was this bit with Quentin Tarantino not so much about Harvey Weinstein maybe that says something about us that we're now just like desensitized we're like oh yeah and it's another fucking monstrous story about Harvey Weinstein I really it really affected me Mm -hmm. it really affected me a lot because I feel like and here's the thing that I wanted to talk about today and I got some other stuff I want to talk about his response maybe a little bit after we get into this but what this to me is the problem here that we're seeing is like the idea of the auteur like Mm -hmm. the idea that there's a director and they're in charge of everything and what they say goes and like Quentin Tarantino is part of that lineage of like the auteur that you know is kind of a cr- maybe a creep or like weird yeah. or, a cr- or or treats people does whatever they want to get like anything to get the shot or whatever and maybe they're difficult to work with although Quentin Tarantino historically has a reputation as being this director who's an actor's director who like right. yeah. is so great to work right. with but like there in in film school this idea was perpetuated that the if you like what the ultimate thing you wanted to be was this auteur who you know had control over every aspect of filmmaking and the film was all about your an extension of your ego right. which i think all of us who have worked yeah. on a film know is fucking bullshit right right exactly. because a film isn't made by one person absolutely not and the thing is these people these auteurs like Quentin Tarantino and like Stanley Kubrick and like um, who's another fucking monster? We can talk about him in a minute. Yeah, Alfred Hitchcock. Alfred Hitchcock, who treated it to be Hedron like garbage. Woody, ha- um, Woody Allen and Woody Allen. All those people work with the same cinematographers over mm-hmm. and over again. They work mm-hmm. with the same editors over and over again. They work with the same actors over and over again, because that's the consistency is being created through a team of people. Right. So the whole idea of one person having control over every aspect of the movie is fucking garbage. Right. Mm-hmm. And I it's agree. just like an extent to me. It's an extension of the idea of like a, the to- a to- toxic masculinity, this like dictator that can behave any way that they want and ask right. anything of anyone. And you're lucky to be working with them. Uh, yes. And so it's that's the privilege. broader topic I wanted to talk about. Anyway, I'm going to mm-hmm. stop talking for a second and let other people try. Because did you read you read some of it, right? Jen? I did. Yeah. yeah, I did. I, I, I had heard about it. I didn't. And I had heard about the car situation yeah. thing. And um, and. 
what's sad about it is that that happened how many years ago? And it took Uma Thurman this long to say something. And I'm yeah. not. 15 and I, years? Something like that? 15. Yeah. 15 years, yeah. And I think part of the reason why she did say something was just given the fact that so many people have come out and, and stated what they needed to say. Yeah. So I think that she probably felt the courage and the voice and confidence enough to now finally say it. to yeah. say it because yeah. she'd have people who would support her and back her on it at this mm-hmm. point in time. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I feel sorry for her that she had to keep that hold that in for so long because that's yeah. awful that is absolutely awful yeah and i'm sure she did it because like quentin tarantino is love like everyone yeah. thinks he's a great guy and loves his he's work he's a god and- in the film world. Yeah, yeah he is yeah i think like great guy i don't know because i do think people yeah. think there's like he's kind of like i think there is like a sense that he's got an ego and he's kind of fucking he's yeah but they don't think clearly he's clearly got a drug problem bad, <laughs> yeah. like I, I i but people I, love I to work with him that he's like yeah being thought of as like a bad guy i think he's yeah. like an actor like when you ask you know people in hollywood who they want to work with like scorsese scorsese um uh, Tarantino. I hope nothing comes out about Scorsese. He's like my Tom yeah. Hanks of directing. Okay. But you, you know Not what I'm saying? Not that he has like, women in his movies, but you know. They're like <laughs> on the top five, you know, when people think of like the top five people you would want to work with, like yeah. I'm sure he makes that list, yeah. you know, so. I think there's this idea, again, I'm going to take this back to the idea of the auteur. I think there's this idea that to make great art, you have to put yourself through some kind of torturous process and that you have to be yeah, willing so to true. do anything and anything everything uncomfortable and that if somebody's yeah. asking you to do something that doesn't feel right it's it's your it's, boundaries are being pushed in a good way yeah, right. yeah, it's yeah, for yeah. The right it's for the good yeah. it's for the art it's yeah. Not, uh, yeah it's Should not never, about you yeah. yeah and that's fucking garbage to no, me no that is complete like, garbage you can and should create beautiful work in an environment where everyone feels heard and respected absolutely yeah, yeah. like you can and you should Absolutely. And this is a thing that has been the idea of the torture genius has gone on too long. And that's kind of what this brought up for me. And I think the reason people latched onto it is because like it's really kind of another uh, another side to the idea of, of abuse right. and authority out of control. And that is like that 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 women often don't have a voice. They're expected mm-hmm. to just do whatever they're told on set. And then after it's over you don't talk about it. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, I totally yeah. agree. and yeah. in theater too, this happens a lot with people in, in the theater as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. So there, so there's that. And then, um, I mean, for God's sake, Stanley Kubrick, one of the most celebrated directors in history, what he did to Shelley Duvall on the set of The Shining was horrible. fucking horrible. Well, I don't know that story. Okay. So, and you can watch, if you go and watch, there's a documentary made by Stanley Kubrick's daughter, God, what the fuck is her name? Uh, it's it's on the tip of my tongue. But are you Um, talking about Room 2? No, 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 no. That's a a documentary. That was a really, that's a fucking weird. Well, it's It's, actually more about conspiracy theories around The Shining. Um, But his daughter filmed um, like on set constantly. So you can go, there's a documentary about The Shining by Stanley Cooper's daughter. And who's he's, who's he, they were estranged at the end of his life as well. Um, But, so if you watch the footage, like he is horrible to Shelley Duvall. Like he berates her. Mm-hmm. He doesn't mm-hmm. speak to her respectfully and he treats Jack Nicholson totally differently. And, and Shelley Duvall said the experience on set was so miserable working with him. Also, he would make her do like 40. I mean, he was well known for making people do 40 something takes, right. but Shelley Ugh. Duvall in particular, he made her do take after take after take after take after take. And I can't imagine doing that for The Shining. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's also, yeah. I don't want to do 40 takes of anything. I know. Like, go yeah. fuck yourself. There's no well, point. like the like, part. Why? One one of my friends told me in particular the part where she has to swing the bat yes. at him was mm-hmm. just that was like that was like 60 so takes so much yeah. uh, that she, she was crying like yeah. like she yeah. was 
crying out of not wanting to do the take anymore, right, not out of yeah, yeah, yeah. So Shelley Duvall said the experience was so terrible that she her hair started to fall out and that she was having like panic attacks and stuff. And Stanley Kubrick, his opinion was, well, you know, maybe I did mess with her a little bit, but I wanted her to be the abused wife. Like that's the character she was mm-hmm. playing, and I wanted her to be the abused wife. And it's like. In real life, though, like she doesn't have to be in I'm real like, life. It's called um, acting. She's a fucking right. actor. Like yeah. maybe let her act. Yeah, yeah, I know. And if she's, novel concept, if she if she <laughs> isn't acting the part, then get another fucking actor. Don't like right. emotionally yeah, damage somebody. Her. Right. To like, I mean, it's just again, it's garbage to me. Like this is not the way we need to make movies or any art whatsoever. Like that is not why we're doing this. I agree. Um, so the other thing that came out in the article was that Uma said, has everybody seen Kill Bill? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. I have not. No. I, Did I you say no? Either. Oh my God. It's actually oh, really great. I, I know this is horrible, I but I'm, yeah. but it's I a great it's movie. So great. But I haven't seen the, the others since then. And I'm very conflicted about that, yeah. but, but it's a great movie. Okay. So uh, in the movie, there's some shit that, I mean, you know, it's about this woman who's like on a, like she's out for revenge. Right. And she runs into some gnarly characters there's a scene where she gets spit on by someone. There's a scene where there's this like teenage assassin who like wraps a chain around her neck and chokes her. And in the article, Uma said there was all, and again, didn't he actually spit on her too? Yeah. The, in the article, and this was not a quote from Uma. This was just said in the article. It was said that he did a lot of the, and again, this is from the article, sadistic quote things himself, like spitting and choking her. Um, so that was something that people were upset like, about as well. So she's in the shot and it's his hands or his spit. He was or- the one holding the chain and he's the one who spit on her. Yes. Which as I read that, I was like, that's fucked up. Also, I kind of understand because like you as a director, you don't want to make actors do awful things to other actors. Yeah. So if that was the thinking, so- I don't know. That's again, that was my first response. But also the way it was framed in the article was that there was something sadistic about it. But yeah. I don't know. Like, <sighs> Has he yeah. responded to any of this? Yes, I have the response. Okay. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. Okay. Um, as far as, in fact, uh, there's a lot of other shit too. I don't know if we even have time to get into all this shit. I don't know if we have time to get into his whole inter- interview that resurfaced with him talking about Roman Farrow, Polanski's. Yeah. Well, it was Roman Polanski and, and what uh, Rebecca Gilman, I think, is was the okay. young lady, the 13-year-old that he You were worried worked. we weren't having enough to talk about with this topic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't even know if we have time to get into that. I don't know. I think we should just because we brought well, it let's, up. Yeah, but like let's go ahead. With, with the Roman Polanski thing, it was a, an article or not an article. It was, it an, was interview. an interview he did with, with Howard, uh, Howard Stern, Stern yeah. on the Howard Stern show a long time ago talking about how it wasn't really rape that he did because it was statutory rape and statutory rape is different because this 14 year old girl apparently wanted it and yeah. he's stuck by his guns even as the other hosts on the show were like, but she was drugged, but she was drunk, but he like fed her drugs but and like all this 14. stuff. And she was 14 and he's like, oh, girls know what they want. Like she wanted it. Kind Sarah of and looks like, like she wants to hurt someone. It, it's <laughs> disgusting to listen to. And like one of the podcasts that I listened to played the audio of it. And I was just like, oh, God. I haven't listened to the audio. It's, it's really it, gross. It. Like yeah. you shouldn't. It's just gross listening to Don't somebody do that defend to yourself. that. Is and that, like, yeah, because yeah, there's another woman on the show who's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's just like, it's fine. It's a racist rape is forcible. Like you have to force yourself on someone. It's no. it's a violating act, not not what happened to her. Mm-hmm. And oh, I was like, 
Yeah. My God. Yeah. So right. there's it's that. Bad. Uh, also, a video resurfaced from a behind the scenes. Uh, well, let's just get it all out on the table, yeah, and then we'll it. talk about his response. Um, also, video came out as I, this morning as I'm like looking up these other articles. I'm like, oh look, there's another thing. There's a video that resurfaced from this set, set of Grindhouse. It's a behind the scenes footage of uh, Quentin Tarantino being a zombie on set and actually biting Fer- the, uh, yeah, Fergie, Fergie, the actor, biting yeah, her. And it's a behind morning. the scenes. They're joking, jo- joking about it. They're laughing and like joking about it. She shows the bruise. She's like, look, he bit me. And, and Robert Rodriguez is like, yeah, Quentin just gets really into his work. And I'm like, if any motherfucker yeah. leaves a fucking bruise on my arm, Anyway, we'll get to that yeah. as well. Jackie's Fergie face. did come out. And She's Jackie, like, <laughs> everyone is, is, is this okay for a comedy podcast, you guys? I think so. Whatever. <laughs> I definitely, yeah. So, so yeah. That's, I think yeah. that's all I know of right now. Now, I have not been on the phone since we got here, so maybe five more things came out, but it's been yeah. a big week for Quentin. You might say, yeah, someone should bite him and, you know, you know, choke so him, we can get spit really on him into our work too, you know, yeah. and just kind of right. see how he feels when he gets a bruise like that. In, in, well, in look that, out for my new film, Biting Quentin. Yeah. Coming in <laughs> Biting 2019. Quentin. In, in that, that, that vi- what a bastard. Vi- yeah. Video Robert Rodriguez at that part was like, well, he bit her. I mean, he didn't, he didn't draw blood. He didn't draw but, blood. There's, but he broke was, the skin. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, it was very dismissive. Again, like it's in, you can see the machine in motion of like dismissing. But Fergie herself came out and yeah. said yeah. it was just banter. She called it banter. She was like, it was just that was our way of relating to each other on set. She's like, I she's like, yeah, I fucked up. Well, she's like, I stand with all the victims that of the Me Too movement. I stand with them. I no matter who you are, what your experience is, that's just not my experience. That's what she said. Gotcha. 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 Okay. Gotcha. Well, but he okay, fucking bit her. It upsets me. Yeah. yeah. It upsets me. I wouldn't have wanted to be. Bitten, I don't, but I've yeah, also had no, like I don't like weird, to be bitten by a dog, let alone yeah, another person. No. I've had weird like things that I've done with people on set before that like other people probably wouldn't be chill with. But like I used to act with an actor who like if I was taking a nap in the green room, he would come and cover me like a blanket. And it was just like something that he would do and just like lay on top of me for a minute. And I'd be like, and he'd be like, you have to come back on now. And I'd be like, okay. And it was just like, it was just a funny thing that we did. But like other people yeah. probably would not be cool with being mounted by a man. One of my scene partners know. used right, to right, show right. me his dick. Yeah, see, what? that's not okay. I would where, be running lines. This to. was in high school. In high school? Nope. Nope. And I would be, that's different. I would be in the green room running lines with him. And then he would, he would, he would wait for me to look up. Like he would like, pull his dick out. Look at this baby out, bird I have. Because I'm like, look, and, and, and he would be. <laughs> he would like pause he would like pause it would be like his turn to talk and i would look up and his fucking dick would be out maybe it just oh needed some God. air that's terrible nicole did you yeah, tell that tell, tell everyone? I'm no not. because i was yeah. 15 years old and i laughed it off because that's oh, what you do. I'm so sorry. I feel oh like I mean, I'm not traumatized by it, but I I now I realize been, I would have like, been I'm at 15. I do, I do realize <laughs> in retrospect that that's not okay. But at the time, right, of course, I just laughed and like, isn't it know? funny? He showed me his dick. I, but you don't know anything at 15 either. Yeah. You know, it's like like Quentin Tarantino saying that she was 14 and she what? What do you know? Yeah, when what you're do you know exactly? Old? You know, you know nothing. Also, I'd like to add that I was not out and about showing my vagina to anyone. Yeah, that didn't ask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I never whipped it to you. Yeah. Did no. not ask me. No. Nope. 
Okay, I so like that you yanked your shirt up as if you, like, you were like, like, "Oh no, I, I, I hope I don't have a Maybe I do. I'm not wearing a bra. Oh my god. Okay, I'm just gonna say Quentin Tarantino. Like fuck you. What a I mean yeah. seriously. Not I want to hear his response. I it's not good. Response. Okay, so let's start with the response to the Howard Stern thing. Okay, so he did address that. What did he say? But she was 14. He said, and this was statutory rape recently. Rape. This happened today or not yes sorry thursday this came out thursday this is the guardian i want to apologize publicly to samantha uh grimer for my cavalier remarks on the howard stern show speculating about her and the crime that was committed against her 15 years later i realized how wrong i was miss uh miss Ga- uh, is it geimer anyway miss geimer was raped by roman polanski when howard stern brought up polanski i incorrectly played the devil's advocate in the debate for the sake of being provocative I didn't take Miss Geimer's feelings into consideration, and for that I am truly sorry. So, Miss Geimer, I was ignorant and insensitive, and above all, incorrect. So that's what he said. Oh, that this was week. well written by. I his not hate yeah. when people <laughs> play devil's advocate. When they, that's yeah. how I broke up but, with my my last boyfriend. But also, was he was you're playing not a devil's, devil's advocate. advocate about, you're a dick. Yeah. yeah. Like, like you pick, can't argue you for be child devil, porn. Like maybe you, child maybe you want to be a devil's really advocate can't. about whether or not, like you know, um, the Last Jedi was a good movie. Okay, yeah, let's play yeah. devil advocate with that. But yeah. with or it's like year olds getting raped. You want Italian and you want Chinese. Let's play devil's devil advocate. advocate. What about Mexican? Mexican. Yeah. yeah, you know, that's, I mean, that's a, devil's, okay. that's a good devil's advocate to yeah. play. Yeah, not, not was this fourteen year old raped? No, I mean. How many drugs was Quentin on when he was on Howard Stern? Hard to say, but still, it was no the excuse. 90s, to be fair, was it? Wasn't it the early two thousands? Either way, because I'm early pretty 2000s sure was basically actually the it was two thousand and eight. It was two thousand and eight. Oh, that's not even or two thousand and seven. Yeah, it was not that long Ooh, ago. Like, but it only took you fifteen years to figure it out that you were wrong. <sighs> well, yeah. if it was two thousand and eight, then it wasn't fifteen Look, years. That was. Do 10 I think years. it's good that he? apologized yeah. yes do i think it excuses that at any point he would think to say those words it's i mean it's that's fucked up it's extremely fucked up and at the okay so he makes an apology he's forced to make an apology because someone brought it to light now yeah, yeah. there would yeah. never he would, be he an wouldn't apology have apologized if it hadn't yeah it's like he woke up one morning it. and was like remember when i was coked out of my mind and i went on howard stern i really should tweet about that and yeah. apologize yeah exactly like, i will say though his apology at least wasn't like i'm sorry you got your feelings hurt toots yeah you no know, it like wasn't it i'm sorry if it was a full-on yeah. like yeah i'm a bad person wrong. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but at yeah. the same time like what he said on howard stern at that time like that is who he is. So, like, even yeah, though yeah. he's giving that apology, yeah. he still is the person that he is, and that there's only certain mm-hmm. things you can yeah. change about a person, and that is one thing you cannot change about a person right. is who they truly are. That's true. At the end of the that's day, true. Mm-hmm. that's true. And that's, I mean, if he thinks that it's fine to rape a 14 year old girl and they know what they want, then I mean, that when is you the say person. they know what they want, like yeah. I'm immediately like, I still don't know what I want. Please, I know. <laughs> please don't go near women. Like, stay away from them and children. Yeah, don't go near children at all. No. Like a fourteen-year-old does not want it, and she's nope. not a fourteen-year-old is not a woman. No, no, she's a, she's child. a child. She's a fucking child. She's a child. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about what he had to say about Uma Thurman. So I'm not going to go through the whole article, but there is a thirty-six-page article in Deadline about this, I'm where sorry, he talks what? to to Deadline about the whole thing. So what he says is, I knew about the article. Uma talked to me about it. I was in support of it. I was supposed to be interviewed by Maureen or Marie Dowd or whoever. I was supposed to be interviewed by her to give my side. She never contacted me, so I didn't get to say anything. Um, 
He's my like, side. well, he said he was in, this is his opinion. I was, or his, his side of the story. I was in support of it. He says, um, I don't have the quote here, but he basically said, um, I did not, the problem is I didn't think it was a stunt. I didn't see it as a stunt. Um, he's like, I certainly didn't go in there and yell at her and tell her she had to do it. What I did do was I told her to trust me and she did. And that was wrong. He said, I told her to trust me. I told her to get in the car. I sh- I-, I drove down the road myself and it was a straight line and I thought it was okay. Then we ended up turning the shot around and, and doing it in the other direction because the light was better. But I didn't drive the other way and check that way out. And th- there was a curve at the end and I didn't see that. Magical curves okay. don't exist. But the thing <laughs> is that if you're in a car, it's a stunt. Like right. A car is... And also his reasoning is just factually flawed. I'm you don't s- drive down a straight road in one direction. You turn around and you drive back he, down yeah, that straight road in the other that. direction and say that there is a curve there now. There he is said, always a curve there. He right. said, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have, we shouldn't have turned it around and not tried it out. I shouldn't have told her to get in the car. She, I broke her trust. And he said, um, it's not just my biggest regret about that film. It's one of the biggest regrets, regrets of my life. Because after that, we didn't speak for two years. So apparently they didn't really talk to each other very much after that. He's like, I wasn't part of the cover up. He also, but there was like parts of it where he's very dismissive as well, where he's like, after that, it's an insurance company issue. Like I stayed out of it at that point. Yeah. Um, State Farm's problem? I guess. (laughs) And he's like, did Harvey, did Harvey wouldn't give her the footage. Um, There wasn't anything I could do about it. Harvey obviously didn't want the world to know about it. Harvey refused to give her the footage. When she approached me and said, I'm doing this article and I want my footage. I ha- we looked through he's this is again this is I'm not defending him this is what he said yeah. he's like we went through warehouses we pulled out boxes we found the footage and I was great this is what he said I was grateful to be able to give her the footage and give her the closure that she needed so according to him he was fully on board with this article mm-hmm. he's like I didn't get a chance to say anything so I got dumped on all the people that she blames Harvey and Lawrence Bender all of those and Lawrence Bender was not named the producer Lawrence Bender who produces a lot of uh, Tarantino's films they lawyered up so their names were not in the article gotcha. regarding that incident. And that's the So thing. he's like, I had to take all the heat for it's everyone like, else. But that's the thing. is like Quentin Tarantino, like if he really wanted to be quoted in that article, all his publicist had to do is make a couple of calls. He is big enough to be like, I'm sorry, New York Times, yeah. you cannot run this story yet until yeah. I comment. Yeah. Yeah. He allowed it to go to print without it. Yeah. And... Or it, maybe he didn't know about it and this is just him. No, I think no, that I think, I think he they he that. got her the footage like she that yeah. was very clear. He all. Um, so I, I think I it's know. good that he, wrote, on, you know, like yeah. sounds like yeah. bullshit because yeah. like, you can. It's a very, manera- you very manipulative it. way to put it. Yeah. It uh, doesn't seem like d- it accepts responsibility no. for right. it to me. He's no. saying I didn't get a chance to comment. And like you definitely had a chance to comment. You could have commented. So and you, just, years you needed comment some, on it actually. Yeah. You needed yeah. somebody to write a response for you. You needed a 36 page deadline article about it. Um, no, I think uh, I think I think he should have apologize came out and said yes i mean i think he should have been supportive of this article i think he should have given her the footage all those things are great the problem is the core problem still remains that the reason this incident happened at all was because some egotistical director decided that they're they wanted something to it, this is yeah. the whole reason this was done was because i need to see her hair blowing in the wind not a yeah, stunt double right. stunt doubles. Yeah. so yeah. this was all about an egotistical out of control power hungry bro in yeah. charge who who wanted things a certain way. Yeah. And that problem remains whether you regret it or not. Um, now, what I did want to read you from the article, 
was the thing that really stuck out to me in the deadline article was his talk, what he said about spitting and choking on actors. Mm-hmm. Mm. Jackie's face. She's like, let's, <laughs> let's hear it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, okay. I, this is kind of long. In the case of the choking, when Gogo throws the chain around the bride's neck, I as she and she's getting choked by it. Frankly, I'm kind of skipping a few words here, so I don't read the whole fucking thing. Frankly, I wasn't sure how we were going to shoot the scene. Um, you've got to you've got to wrap the chain around the neck and see the sh- choking. I was assuming that when we did it, we would have maybe a pull behind Uma. So he was saying he was going to try to fake it, and then he says, um, "But then it was Uma's suggestion to just wrap the thing around her neck and choke her, not forever, not for a long time, but it's got to look right. Otherwise." I can act all strangly, but if you want my face to get red and tears to come out of my eyes, then you need to choke me. I was on the other end of the chain and we kind of did it only for the close-ups, and we pulled it off. That was her idea. Uh, and then he goes on to say, when I did Inglorious Bastards, I went to Diane Kruger and I said, look, I've got to strangle you. If it's just a guy with his hands around your neck, not putting any kind of pressure and you're just doing this wiggling death rattle, it looks like a normal movie strangulation. It looks movie-ish. But if you're but you're not going to get the blood vessels bulging or the eyes filling with tears and you're not going to get the sense of panic that happens when your air is cut off. What I'd like to do with your permission is get a really good look. It'll be twice and only for this amount of time. And the stunt guy will be monitoring the whole thing. Diane said, yeah, sure. She even said on film in an interview was quite a strange request. But at that point, I trusted Quentin so much that sure, we did it two times. Diane said, "Okay, if you need to do it one more, you can. She agreed with it. She knew it would look good, and she trusted me to do it. I would ask a guy the same thing. In fact, I would probably be more insistent with a guy. But do you write movies where guys get choked? Good point. Anyway, the whole thing that it was done on... So, like, I almost understood the whole having to do something... Like, first of all, I didn't fully understand that people were really being choked. Like, I thought... I mean you know what? You can have makeup and shit yeah. to make something mm-hmm. look realistic. All you should realistic. do is blow some menthol in your eyes. Exactly. And those, that, those tears will come. Yeah. There are such a thing as makeup artists. Like, mm-hmm. that's why we don't yep. really slash people's throats in horror movies because right. you can have a fucking we makeup don't? artist. I really need to put so disclaimers. The, the description of how he was like, he went up to Diane Kruger and said, I have to choke you in this scene for it to be real. That is what really disturbed me about yeah. this whole thing in this, this article. Yeah, but yeah. also, like... <sighs> I'm just going to choke you twice and only for 30 seconds. But I also wonder what sort of coercion that is. Like, I mean, that's the thing is, like, you're on a set with, what? What, are you going to say no? 40 other people yeah. that yeah. are there waiting are on you, you gonna to Are you going to be a difficult actress? One, yeah. This one shot, it's relying entirely on you. And he says the only way to get it is for me to choke you for 30 seconds. And you're thinking to yourself, all right, it's one minute of my life, like two times, 30 seconds, a man choking me. I can do it. I trust I him. I it. want it to look good. I want this to be the best movie I've right, ever been but in. But also, it's, I don't want to let these other 40 people around yeah. me who are all looking at me as I make this decision. What am I supposed to say? No. Like, no, you can't do she it. She never should have been asked that in the first place. No, Absolutely no. not. Plus, God forbid something went wrong. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Have, have, yeah. Like, when have, you choke like, What if she someone? had an asthma attack or you, something? Yeah, you like, know? you can puncture the wrong thing. Yeah. You can break somebody's yeah. neck sometimes yeah. Yeah. if you choke hard enough. Like, God forbid something happens and somebody dies because you... Ha- like, because it had because to look it's right. Too yeah. It had to look it's right. It's too movie Guess what? Also, it's a fucking movie. What's yeah. this, this, this is safe word, too? It's like, how, how do you know she's acting and not acting? 
actually choking and dying. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Like that is a bit that is a life and death thing that he asked her to do. Yeah. And she went along with it. And, and you know what? I'm not in this business for life or death. No. Nope. I'm not. No. Maybe I'm no. not Diane Kruger. Maybe I'm not Quentin Tarantino. But I won't. I would. Yeah. If I would. Yeah. I would never want anyone to ask me to fucking do that. And I, I. I would like to say that I would say no. But I feel like, like anybody. That's the thing. I. If I was yeah. on a big fucking movie and I really wanted to do well and I didn't want to seem like a quote difficult actress, maybe I would feel the pressure to say yep. yes. And that's the whole problem. I yeah. is that. feeling I totally the get pressure do. to s- do something that you don't feel comfortable doing because yeah. you don't want to be a difficult actress and you right. don't want your career to be tarnished and you want to trust the person. You, that, like I feel like again I want to go back to this auteur theory where you're like bred to believe like we're, we're told to believe mm-hmm. in this like mythical father figure on set who wouldn't hurt you and like yep. will shepherd you through this creative process yeah. and like so that breeds this environment where people feel like they have to say yes yeah mm-hmm. no I get it I mean you're I totally th- agree I definitely can understand. You just want to make everybody happy and you want to, you know, yeah. you want to be a team player and all that. stuff. So, mm-hmm. so I, I, I totally And get that's it. how people fucking die. Yeah. Yep. yeah. That's how Sarah Jones fucking died on yeah. that, yep. on those train tracks yeah. because some oh, asshole director wanted to get this shot on the train tracks and, and did not get, get it cleared. Yep. And everybody was like, well, I don't want to be difficult, so I'm not going to say no. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that was unbelievably unfortunate. Yes, mm-hmm. it was horrible. And you know, my my uh, my grandmother always used to say, um, um, she would, she would be like, "You can't take anything with you once you're dead. <laughs> you yeah. no. can't take that movie with you. You can't take that exactly. with you. Nope. It is not worth it. No, it's no. not. It's not. So I mean, that's the sometimes I think uh, with us as human beings nowadays, we have to step back and think about what's important sometimes, mm-hmm. and we forget to do that because we're so eager to please. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I absolutely think so. I totally agree. And playing the game. It kind of goes back to what we were talking yeah. about earlier about playing the game. Yeah. A mm-hmm. little bit, you know. And, like, as I was saying earlier, like, I do think you need to play the game to a certain extent. But you need to pick and choose your battles as to how far you want to yeah. take that, you know. But not the part of the game where you get choked. Right. No. Right. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. No. Like, you need, opt to out know, of that game. you need to know when to, to be able to speak up for yourself when it's physically And somebody else on the set should have been like, yeah, except we're not going to choke her because yeah, she might because, die. Yeah. yeah. Like somebody someone. else should have said someone. that. Maybe that's not a good plan. Yeah. Like someone needed to slap what? Quentin across the. You know what? Why don't we get a point choreographer like, hey. in here, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Just a thought. That's going to wrap it up for today's Lady Bits. We'd like to thank this month's special guest, Jackie Costello, for being on the show. You can stay up to date with any films, theater projects, or modeling gigs that Jackie is currently involved in by following her on Instagram at jmcostello14. Stay tuned for cast announcements for the next Critical Crop Top Live sketch show. We've got an amazing lineup featuring some new faces, plus your returning faves, and we can't wait to give you all the details. To stay up to date on what Critical Crop Top is up to, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Critical Crop Top. And you can see our new live show on May 11th, 13th, 18th, and 20th at the Highland and Ballroom in Atlanta, Georgia. Tickets will be available for sale on our website, criticalcroptop.com backslash tickets. We're thrilled to have the entire Critical Crop Top catalog available for your viewing pleasure on Thea. Thea is an Atlanta-based content platform featuring the work of local Atlanta artists like us. Download Thea for your phone and have all the good stuff you want and need to watch at your fingertips. That's Thea, T-H-E-A. 
Thanks for joining us for today's episode of the Feminine Mistake Podcast. Come back next week when we'll be talking about A Wrinkle in Time with our special guest returning for the third time, Jasmine Waters. You can keep the conversation going with us on social media. We're at Feminine Mistake Pod on Facebook and Instagram, and you can find us on Twitter at Fem Mistake Pod. Till then, if you've got a nervous breakdown you'd like to send us to read on the show, you can send that or any other correspondence to Feminine Mistake Podcast at gmail.com. I'm Nicole Fanari, And I'm Stacey Moore. And we're the hosts of Movies That Matter, the podcast about recent films going above and beyond the call of box office returns to boldly explore a social issue affecting people's lives. Nothing's off limits. From art house films to action blockbusters to animated kids movies, every film has something to say, whether we like it or not. Check out Movies That Matter on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, because movies matter. And so do you.